This is the Authentic Dating series brought to you by Ahmad and David. Where we explore what it takes to have a dating life you're excited about. Hi, I'm David. I am Ahmad. And this is the Authentic Dating series. In this episode, we're going to talk about the seven reasons why you have been ghosted. Ghostbusters! No, ghosted, Dave. Okay, Ghostbusters. So yeah, we're talking about ghosting. Uh, It's a very hot topic. Um, We've actually been requested to make this particular episode by a few different people uh, quite a few times. And and so yeah, it's 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 been in our our uh, not backlog, but you know radar. Yeah, it's been on our radar for a while. And so yeah, so let's kick it off with uh, what is ghosting? It's it seems like this word is everywhere at the moment uh, in regards to dating. Uh, I know Dave and I have both experienced a bit of ghosting ourselves. Mm. I've Uh, been I've been Casper. You've been the friendly ghost. Yeah, yeah, I tried to be a friendly ghost. You're trying to be the friendly ghost. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been, I've definitely been ghosted, and I've definitely done some ghosting. Yeah, yeah, same for me. I've definitely been on both sides of the ghost. Dave's done more. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a lie. Yeah. Um, no, no, but like ghosting is a, is a big thing, a really hot topic. You see a lot written about it, and people speak about it. Um, and I guess we should really kind of define it because this is, I think, it's quite a wide ranging term. Um, we kind of define it as where people disappear or cut all communication, whether that be from a point where you've just started messaging someone and trying to arrange a date, up to you've maybe been on a date or two, up to being dating someone for a few months and they just kind of cut all communication without any notice or prior warning. Yeah, that was actually quite surprising because we were looking up just to see what other people were saying about ghosting. And to see that it was defined even up to, say, like three, four months of dating someone and then just having the whole communication cut. Yeah. Which is an interesting thing. And, and I think we'll we'll talk a bit more about what, why we think that occurs, I mean, especially after such a long amount of time. Mm. And just to pick up on something as well. I mean, Dave said this is how we define it. But actually, it's amazing to see that this word is defined was it the oxford dictionary or just some yeah it's like i think it's oxford. i think it was in the, in the oxford dictionary last year or the year before i remember reading this on 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 something that had been added oh wow so it was like a it was a big thing to be added to the the old oxford dictionary i wouldn't mind my name being in there <laughs> so yeah so this is a this is a pretty serious affair and, and it's actually quite interesting because as david and i discussed it i think the overall feeling that we had for you know our own experiences it wasn't a huge issue it, it's happened but yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah, totally. it wasn't like a it wasn't like dragging me down in life it wasn't holding me back yeah i could but i can imagine the times when it happened feeling a certain way oh yeah no it definitely had an impact but i'm just saying as an overall experience in my life it wasn't like i mean personally for me it's not something that i experienced um ongoingly or that i had um as a as a serious dating issue or dating problem yeah that's i had true. other problems yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the problems were i had for, other for problems many. to contend with yeah um yeah so let's just jump into the reasons right that's why you guys are here you want to know why it's happening to you um and if it's happening to you you know it can be really distressing as we as we, as we will go into a bit more afterwards and the first reason we kind of come up with was what we think the most the the kind of one of the bigger reasons is is that you know if you're getting ghosted on a regular basis it's really just down to people not feeling you. They're mm. just not really feeling a connection between you and them and usually a lack of attraction. And I can definitely say that that's been something that's I've had when I've ghosted people. I'm saying like inverted commas because mm. I don't think it's, you know, from that 
as our definition is, it's like, you know, a few messages up to a few months, but there's definitely been times when I can feel that you know, I've been messing someone and the conversation just becomes a bit boring. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that kind of, oh, every day they're like, hey, how are you? How's your day? And, the, you know, the conversation isn't just stimulating and interesting. And you just kind of, you know, you just stop replying. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about that particular point? No. And then I guess up to like lack of attraction, that could be, you know, you just physical physical attraction and interest. Yeah, I mean, because because the thing is, the second point is the the first one is lack of attraction, and you see, we live in an age now where there's just so much opportunity. So the second point is they've met someone else. Like yeah. that's the most obvious thing. People like you know pray to the lords and and ask why and, and King Ladu. <laughs> yeah, dear dear King Ladu, it's a joke. <laughs> but, uh, but no one's praying to King Ladu yet. No. Uh, but uh, they're praying, they, you know, they're, they're wondering and they're asking why have I been ghosted? The most common reason, I mean, there's there's a lack of attraction. Yeah. But then what does that result in is someone finding someone else. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, I think it's something that... Happens to all of us. It happens to all of us, you know. Even it's, it's, David. <laughs> it makes it sound like I'm some sort of guru. He's He's the guru, really. Um, I didn't say it happens to me. <laughs> Often. <laughs> but yeah. no, it's definitely been the case for me where I've maybe learned later on that I've been ghosted and it's come to my um, attention at some point that you know they've got they've met someone else Mm. or they have you know got back with an ex or you know usually that's getting with someone else usually well yeah for me this is the thing uh, like as we were discussing it I was saying to David well to be honest I think there was probably points in time where I, I have been ghosted but I didn't even recognize that that had occurred yeah because I wasn't paying attention or I felt that it was like the normal thing like you know it's just like oh it's part and parcel it's just like yeah oh, if I'm if the if I haven't put in the effort or if I feel like oh there was something missing in me or mm. her it just kind of fizzled out yeah. I didn't give it the word the definition but you know now it's more prevalent yeah the, the definition is really there like I can think definitely if I go back a few years well, a bit more than a few years, probably like five or so years, that this this kind of thing would just happen like reasonably regularly, especially when with the internet dating stuff that was doing is that because there's that kind of separation, there's levels of separation where someone's not met you yet, for them to do this, to, to ghost you, it doesn't really mean very mm. much to them, right? There's no kind of physical connection because you haven't met. The connection in terms of who you are as people isn't really there because all you've done is message each other. So it's very easy just to stop messaging someone. Yeah, and this is uh, this is actually the third reason, uh, and uh, it's a controversial uh, title we gave it, but we called it the Jehovah's Witness effect. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say it. Dave said it. So uh, when they when they start when they start commenting and stuff, that was David. It wasn't my idea. And so, but the the idea, well, the reason we said that is because it's it's akin to like I mean maybe some of you are too young to to, to know this, but there's like when a salesman or a Jehovah's Witness person comes to the front door and yeah. you're peeking through the blinds and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to open the door. You don't open the door. Yeah. You don't open the door and say, oh, I don't want to speak to you. You just say, oh, this happens so frequently that mm. I'd rather just ignore it. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll just go away of yeah. its own accord. Totally. And it's they like will. in this this age now where, you know, you're Tinder on Tinder. And, and yeah. if, you know, we were, we were talking about this, I think the other night, where it was like, if you're an attractive woman or even an attractive man, but I think it's more kind of on the side of attractive women have to deal with this more. It's like, mm. if you're on Tinder, everyone's swiping for you, right? Everyone's, what, what direction do you swipe for? Yes. Right. right swipe right for yes yeah. like every guy is swiping right for them right so when you start matching 
it's like you're getting 20 matches, 30 matches a day. If, yeah. if, even if you're putting two minutes in, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, then you have to weed through all these kind so, of... So I have a funny story. Go on, go on. Go on you have to it. kind of weed through all those, that kind of thing. And it's like, well, if you're kind of messing this girl and you've matched and then you're kind of sending a few messages and then after four messages, she's like, man, this motherfucker's boring. Mm. <laughs> you know, and she's just going to ghost you because it's like, well, she's got something else to do or she might not even realise because her message box filled up and she didn't notice that message you sent her, you know, two hours ago and it's all gone. Yeah, totally. And and if, if this hasn't been recognised by guys, it's definitely, this is a fact. Uh, I know this is a fact, and uh, so so one day I was. Uh, I like the story. I was telling. Well, you don't know this one. Oh, so I don't. Well, I don't know if you know what I'm about to say, but um, I was telling my cousin about how on Tinder. This was this was early days of Tinder when you didn't have any limit and stuff on on how you can swipe right and whatever. Mm. I realized that actually, you know, what's the point of going through and being selective on the front end? I'm wasting time. Why don't I just swipe <laughs> right and then? delete like anyone that I'm not that I'm not interested in yeah to which she my my cousin a female was like oh that's a good idea and then she started doing the same and, and as I saw her do it I was like no <laughs> because why because it's different you, know, yeah. you see when a, a guy uh, even one as good looking as me uh, is swiping right. It's like a desert out there sometimes on this, on, on this Tinder. All you see is mirages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you can go for days, 40 days, 40 nights without anything. But um, for a girl, uh, for you know, and th there are guys just willing and waiting and wanting. Mm. So every, like pretty much, you know, imagine for me, let's just say, I'm just making this up here, but let's say uh, one in 10 yeah. w w was a match, right? For her, we're talking like one in three yeah. or even all like 100% of yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, five in a row, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And, and like, like David said, like just having to like bat away this in like some guys could be interesting initially, but mm -hmm. then Peter off. And then yeah. it's like, you know, do you really want to have to keep on having the conversation apologizing? And yeah. Stuff? Yeah. I'm going, okay. Like, you know, like I've definitely dealt with this over the years where, you know, you're talking to a few different girls and, you know, one or two of them, it's just like, this isn't really flowing. It's just not that interesting. And you just go, okay, I'm not going to go. You just don't do it, right? You just don't have that conversation and it just fades away. And this is and this is actually, I know we've, we've made the example of Tinder and just Tinder matches, but this is also when they're going on a date. Yeah. People are just like going on dates, like, you yeah. know. Coffee um, dates. Yeah, yeah. Or even like this, you know, I guess this also what you don't think about is like, you know, if, a, if well, I kind of focus on girls because I've seen it a lot with girls in clubs, you know, and they're like guys going over asking for their phone number. Mm. And it's like a girl could leave the club. She's got 10 phone numbers, yeah, you know, yeah. or 10 guys have taken her phone number. She gets home, they start texting her and they've got no idea who, which one's who. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and this is this. But equally, this does happen to guys as well. Like I know a few guys who've had, you know, really women approach them to talk to them, throw themselves at them, you know. Mm. And it's the same for them. It's like, oh, yeah, I've got loads going on and they're just busy yeah 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 so so it's that it's that, it's that effect that overload effect this oversaturation and just being overwhelmed yeah. essentially and then you know it's not like you want to go and deal with every single individual case you just want to cut it loose and and just be and it's actually quite easy to do that it's disposable yeah yeah you don't even realize you're doing yeah. it uh and so then, go on yeah uh, <laughs> so our next point which is point four is buyer's remorse. This is a term that was taken from the sales world and then taken over by the PUA world later on. But I think it's a really apt term because it's buyer's remorse. It's like, is if you've bought when you, you know, you've all done this, right? You go shopping, maybe you're in, you're feeling upset, you're feeling super happy and you go and buy a new pair of trainers. 
Actually, I'm talking about myself. So <laughs> buy a new pair of trainers, right? Then you get home, you know, the next morning you wake up, you look at the trainers and you're like, damn, why did I buy those? Like, they were right, but I don't really need them. I'm not that bothered about them. I don't really need outfits to go with them. And that's what you call buyer's remorse. It's the regretting of actually, of, of purchasing. And when it comes into kind of the dating realm, it's like you go on a date with someone, that could be one, two, five dates. And there comes a point where you just kind of go, oh, I'm not really, oh, why am I, why am I doing this? I don't really like this person very much. And this can happen after, like I said, one date, or it could even happen after like, you know, you slept with someone a few times, you kind of just, you know, you just feel like, oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not really feeling this anymore. And then, you know, boom, ghosting happens. Well, yeah. And, and actually, as you say that now, David, it's just what comes to my mind is, I mean, that happens in long-term relationships. People who've been together for years mm-hmm. and then they're like, actually, there's no attraction. Or yeah. they, they, you know, they fall out of, and they don't normally ghost each other at that point, <laughs> but it seems like it can happen to some people. <laughs> but, but, it's that, but essentially what we're saying here is that feeling of like, initially there was an excitement, there mm. was a, a, a desire, and then like quickly realizing or slowly realizing that it's not what we initially thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. It's just gone. Yeah. Boom, buys remorse. So the fifth one, Counting, we're struggling with the old yeah, count Yeah, well, I should have numbered these. So the, the sixth one uh, is one that I think is, is possibly not like one that's the most um, common, but it definitely happens and people don't often think about it. It is such simply that a person's having a serious life circumstance and they're unable to communicate that uh, and they're dealing with something. And mm. then because we normally jump to a conclusion like, well, for a lot of guys, they jump to a conclusion that it's about me personal exactly making it personal it's about me and i've done something wrong or i'm not good enough or whatever i'm not capable yeah and and actually they find out later perhaps that you know someone in the 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 girl's family had a heart attack yeah and she had to go to hospital had to leave the country whatever Mm. or like mother gets sick or even i think what the one that's probably a lot more prevalent these this day and age at the moment is people suffering from like serious anxiety or depression mm. or they've you know they've had serious depression and they just don't want to be communicating with oh, of people. course yeah, yeah yeah actually no that's a very good one and that's yeah. a really yeah. that's something that's definitely going to be happening that that people are they're going through things right outside of their dating lives in their work lives all sorts um and i can even throw in like work you know like throwing someone loses their job do you really want to be going out on a date with someone you saw you know a few weeks ago or like i spoke to someone actually not too long ago and they had cancelled a date based on the fact that they just f- weren't feeling very chirpy and sociable. They were mm. like, you know, the per- you know, we've been texting, and I just didn't feel they didn't feel like they wanted to go to a, go and be on a date and be talking because they just weren't in that that kind of that place where they were feeling ready to do that. And they they cancelled the date based on that. Yeah, yeah, and that's a difficult thing to communicate. You know, you're feeling really sad and and upset or just depressed and unhappy for whatever reason. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's it. It's kind of like that that embarrassing factor that people just that like again. It's like rather than communicate it, just mm. leave it, and they hope you know when when the clouds pass, all is all is well, and they will get back to it. And then sometimes I think also what happens then is that there becomes that like oh god, I've I haven't messed them for two weeks. What they're mm. gonna think of me, and then they don't compounding effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next one, a slightly comedic one, mm. but but actually it could be true. And and so this is number six, and maybe they're dead. Yeah, 
yeah maybe they've actually passed away and and I, and I say that with a with a slight comedy tone or sarcastic tone but the thing is is like uh, the point of this one is like recognizing that it isn't always about us or, yeah, yeah. or you in this scenario um and that we have no idea because especially if someone's ghosted yeah then you literally have zero idea as to what's happened to that person yeah yeah they could be like you said they can have serious life circumstances but they the worst end of things it could be you know terminated they could be it could be dead mm. and it's just to kind of get present to the fact that actually all these things that happen in your dating life it's not all so personal it's not always about your mm. own deficiencies and really your own, you know you yeah exactly and your own wrongdoings and what you're not and what you you know you're not perfect enough but actually people there's 50 percent in there right there's someone else who has their life going on for themselves as well yeah there's uh, i mean i i find this with every anytime i'm i'm in a discussion with a guy and a girl who are dating and they're having some sort of problem for me i'm i'm old enough wise enough to know now that it's a it's like two two people are responsible yeah and also that there's two perspectives there's always two perspectives mm, always. and there's always going to be two people who see things as being right for their particular perspective. So it's just always the case. Exactly. So then to round it off, um, the number seven is actually one that we feel underpins every single one of the, the six that we've said before, minus maybe the serious life circumstances, but also could include serious life circumstances. Def- definitely, definitely not dead. Uh, yeah, definitely the last one, actually. <laughs> and, and it's basically avoiding conflict. It's the fear of like having a hard conversation, not wanting to have that, that conversation, um, and just kind of like hoping that it kind of just goes away. Yeah, it's kind of avoiding having to upset someone else. Yeah. I think this is the easily the number one reason why people ghost. Is, is well the reason is one of the things we've kind of mentioned before but how it surfaces is is really in that avoid that conflict avoidance mm. because if they were happy to have the conflict there'd be no ghost because they just say oh look i'm not really feeling you yeah. you know i don't like the way you wear your green shoes or you know I, i'm i've fallen in love with a tree or whatever mm. right but they don't want to have that conflict. They're avoiding having that conversation because it's a difficult conversation and they know that someone's going to be upset and they might get questioned. But actually, I think a lot of the time, someone will just go, okay, cool. I understand that's how you feel. But actually, the conflict isn't as big as we think it is. And like we were saying before, that you kind of start to roll it up into being bigger and bigger. The longer you leave the conversation, the bigger it gets. It's like any any sort of difficult conversation. The longer you leave it, the more your ego will make it into something massive and difficult and hard for you to have. When actually, you know, you could just pop a message. You could pick up the phone and call someone and go, hey, you know, I know we went out on a date. And I had a good time, but I just don't think it's going to go anywhere. You know, I wish you all the luck in the world. Cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and, and hence, yeah, there's just that avoidance technique mm. uh, and just hoping that it goes away. And, and and really, yeah, that's, I feel, is is a key reason why ghosting occurs. Exactly. So then what we also wanted to cover was this, uh, just like looking into ghosting and thinking, well, is it is it acceptable? Is it unacceptable? What are the impacts of ghosting? And what can we learn? What can we take away from ghosting as a topic, as yeah. an understanding, as an experience? So as I was saying earlier, both David and I have experienced having been ghosted and also having been a ghost. Mm. <laughs> but the, the, what, what do you think? Like, for, so, for you, do you think it's acceptable? So firstly, I think the best way to look at this is to actually see, well, what was my experience and how did I feel? And yeah, take it from there. So then I can remember 
a couple of occasions, but one in particular for myself where I was ghosted. Mm. And I'd been on a date with this girl and we'd gone to a nice place. We'd had some we'd had some drinks, we'd had some laughs. It was good. It was mm. fun. We even like kissed at the end of the date. Yeah. And uh we took the train together on the underground in um, here in London. And I can't remember which stop we got off. Maybe I was at bank or something. But um, she was going home and I was jumping off the train. And, and you know, I said, we said our goodbyes before the, the door closed. I got off. I went home. I thought that was a nice date. Mm. It's all good and well. And then never heard from her ever again. Yeah. Yeah, just ghost. How did that leave you feeling? So uh, for me, I was like, okay, that was, that was like unexpected. Like, yeah. so I was surprised. I was, I was sad. I was definitely sad because I was just like, well, that was weird. Like uh, as an experience. I, I definitely would have like on some level taken that personally as well thinking like what did I do like analyzing the situation thinking yeah. what what happened did I did I say something was it you know in my usual <laughs> like me, me being me as well I often say silly things so I'll be like did I say something and what was it and and then actually what naturally comes up is this idea of like well could you know could I avoid that in future yeah yeah and I don't think I don't think I was angry per se, but I was really confused. I remember yeah. the feeling a sense of confusion and just wondering like what happened. And then then there's then there's a sense of apathy of just like ah oh, just you know, you know, life goes on. Yeah. And these things happen mm. and she could be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but genuinely, like this is the, I mean I, we laugh and stuff, but this is the this is the these are the sort of thoughts that go from my head. Um in a sense that I just think of it from a hol a, a holistic point of view of like you know as in again not taking it personally and not knowing and I, when I said she could be dead I don't literally mean I don't wish it but more to the point that I just don't know that's what that means yeah, that's it's like a placeholder it's yeah, like yeah it's I like literally just, have no idea you just don't know what's happened to someone or what they've been dealing with sometimes there's even a point where you kind of want to send compassion their way and go oh you know I hope they're okay like I've, I've, oh, yeah. I've definitely had it where I've been ghosted and I can think of a few occasions actually now um where I actually remember once I went on a date. It was a it was a online date many years ago, and me and this girl went out, and we we drank a lot. I remember drinking a lot, and we really shared some really intimate details of our life, about things that we dealt with and and past trauma, and then went back to her place and had a had a really good night there. And I think like left, and I never heard from her ever again. Mm. Nothing, never heard. And that left me being like, you know, I think I did a lot of performance questioning on my own self. Mm. You know, what did I do wrong? Did I not put in like, you know, as a man, you kind of, well, not as a man, but you're like, you know, you're looking at your own sexual performance. Was she just not as interested in talking to me again or whatever it may be? But actually after it all, especially after some of the conversation we had, I was just like, I hope she's okay. Mm. You know, mm. because I don't know what she's dealing with and I don't know how she's left feeling but I just hope that she, she's she's okay and she's doing well. So so we can see here then, well, the sense of it really on, on the person being ghosted is obviously there's upset, there's confusion. Mm. Um, and there's a lot of doubt, like self-doubt that could be created because especially you just have no idea. Yeah. So then you're left to kind of pick your, up the Your mind and, just, just runs wild, right? Like with so many, when there's a void of information, your mind will just create the story just to fill the void yeah and as you say void there's like a there's a void of emotion like you just don't know how to feel with mm. this thing that's like it's now vacant yeah it's not there so yeah so so you know when it say is it is it acceptable it's interesting when you know if you've been ghosted and you think about it for yourself like you're like oh well that didn't feel that that didn't feel good yeah 
Um, and it's, so you can only imagine if you ever ghost someone, then that's probably how they felt. Yeah, exactly. You know how they feel. I guess it's, it's one of those things that is it's sliding scales, I'd say. Yeah. Um, for me, where, you know, on the, on the bottom end where someone you've been talking to for a little bit and it's like, okay, cool. You know, you're not that bothered. You don't sometimes don't even you barely notice, you know. Like you said, whereas on the other end is where it's been, you know, someone you might have been on one date or two dates, but you actually felt like you really, there was something there and then it happens then and it's really could be quite hurtful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the interesting thing here as well is then, is there any negative effect on the ghost? Yeah, we, we kind of ignore this, don't we? When people do something that we deem as unacceptable or bad and wrong, we don't always think that there's an impact upon them. And actually, mm. like, I'm a great believer in, not necessarily karma, because I don't, I don't know what my opinions of karma are completely, but in terms of I know that, just like cheating, right? Mm. There's, a, there's a massive emotional impact on the person that cheats. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then, what, so what negative effects would you say there are on a ghost? Well, I think it's... Um, it's also knowing that you you could have really upset someone. There's no you can't that can't be under under kind of underlooked because that feeling of knowing you've upset someone actually can be quite it it hurts you right. It doesn't just hurt. It's kind of how when people are angry at someone else, the anger doesn't hurt the other person. It actually you know hurts yourself for, for holding that. But it's in the same way you know you've upset someone and that can really cause you know kind of emotional damage to you. You might be fulfilling a kind of dysfunctional belief you have about yourself mm. that, you know, you can't be a decent person or you're always going to do do wrong by people, you know? We're not really sure of these, not always so obvious to our dysfunctions, our unconscious dysfunctions. Mm. And I think, yeah, like for me, when I consider that and like, so, like I said, like there, there's definitely been at least uh, one or two occasions in my life where I've ghosted mm. someone and and the impact uh, I would have to say. And so when I say ghosted, like there, there were there was at least one I can think of right now where I went on uh, like I literally went on maybe one one day or one or two dates uh, with this girl and then we just never spoke. Uh, afterwards mm. like there was a couple follow-up messages yeah and then there was there was just no speaking and i can say from my side it was like there just wasn't a good connection yeah and no sort of long-term view but then yeah there was just like the kind of like she didn't text me i didn't text her yeah. and then we just left it there, yeah. w there was like a follow-up message after the date but then yeah. after that we just left it and then so so then for me i would say what the the impact on me is like this sense of incompleteness mm. having not broached a topic having not you know just said hey okay you know this is i don't think this is going to work out yeah or yeah this isn't for me or whatever and just having the conversation and then being you know whole and complete and the other person can say what they want to say and then it's it's clear. When you, know? you say whole and complete, what do you mean by that? Yeah, I, I just mean like, uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that is that there's no open ends. There's no, uh, like an open loop is what I think is like, like a Like a loose emotional ties, you know? Yeah, it's just like, so an incompleteness would be like there, there, there is, they used to call it closure or they've, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, still totally. there's no closure. Right? Yeah. And, and just so, um, whole incomplete is like, well, it's been dealt with, there's closure, both parties have, have, have spoken and, and they're clear, they may not be happy. Mm. They may not be equally happy with the situation, but they're clear where each other stands. Yeah. And, and that's what I mean. So 
yeah even even if it's only like one day or you know a, a very short affair or whatever it's like it is and it is like an, an importance as human beings to have that sort of sense of completeness otherwise it kind of lingers it just in our minds and our subconscious and it just takes up energy i think we were talking about this earlier and and just like whenever so if you consider just the idea that if you've ghosted someone but then you don't know when you might bump into them again it yeah. might be a very small chance but let's say you, you, like let's say you live locally to this person right mm. you don't know and uh, or they move you know, close <laughs> to you or something i mean the world is a big place and whatnot but it's not that big you know it's not a, um it's you know people are moving around a lot more and stuff and so you could bump into them so then this is kind of this is anxiety this anxiousness and and if it did occur i'm probably making a lot of people worried now <laughs> like, if it did occur like how would you feel <laughs> So, so yeah, and actually, you know, a couple of other things was like, you know, the stress of potentially them calling yeah. one day or, yeah, just seeing them, as I said, seeing them out and about. I'm just reading my notes here, but yeah, seeing them out and about. But the overall ruining your, like, your foundational peace of mind. I think it's like it just takes up mental space, doesn't it? Like, even if you don't think so, that these ties, these loose ties, if you think of them as string, actually, I think mm. it's a really good way because we were talking about the cutting cord ceremony, weren't we, last week? And it's like these loose ties that kind of go from you to these people that you've had things to do with over the years. They're just kind of still kind of blowing in the wind between you and this person without mm. you kind of really kind of completing them and going, okay, I'm complete with that. That's fine. Like we've, we've had the conversation. We know that's over. We know where we stand. So when you say cutting cords, you mean... What do you, what the do you ceremony mean? that we were talking about. You it's like a, a... You might want to explain that. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't explained that very well. Yeah. Um, it's like a ceremony where if you feel you have kind of loose emotional ties to past partners or past lovers, you kind of do this ceremony where you kind of... Uh, what do you do? There's various ways to do it, but the what I saw and read about was that you, you know, you do you get a piece of string and you write their name down and you kind of attach it to one end of the string and your name the other end and over a, over a candle you burn the middle of the string to cut the cord between the two and it's kind of an energetic kind of ceremony to symbolize the ending of, of that emotional tie with someone okay but that's uh, kind of that's more probably more relevant for for more serious uh relationship relations mm. and emotions yeah. but even in times of what we're talking about here in terms of ghosting there's still definitely something to be said about just saying goodbye and being like that's that's dealt with yeah yeah because um the other impact i i feel is there is that as much as it runs ruins rather ruins someone's peace of mind it's also this other impact of like how is it for a ghost if it's you know especially if it becomes like a just a habitual behavior then you know like people have become disposable mm. And that can't be good. Yeah. <laughs> like that can't be good for an like an ongoing mentality, building relationships in the future. And so actually, like when we were first coming up with this topic, I had just had this sense of like, I was thinking of the title really being something around like, um, is ghosting ruining society? Yeah. And just a sense of how, if it's becoming such an epidemic, like, like it's because it's quite a selfish thing. And, and when I say selfish, like I really mean like an inward one is just focused on themselves, mm. and then we overlook the importance of human connections. Yeah, you know, and and so you know how we treat people and how we connect with people are all people just disposable. So to to wrap this up, 
there one of the things that uh to wrap up this episode rather one of the things that we saw uh that by going through this and looking at these different areas was where can we be responsible yeah. with ghosting and i think for our own selves is something that i learned uh, early last year is just as a concept but i really loved and it's just the simplest idea of honoring people yeah because it's they're human beings, you know, and they are brothers and sisters and wives. And, you know, when you meet people, it's like, yeah, they're just this person you've just met or even e-meet. You know, mm. you love it when a, someone says, oh, i happy to e-meet you. Um, but they're a human being with emotions and feelings and and all those things wrapped up. Just like you have, they have them too. And just to honor that. Mm. in another human being and going like you know i see you as a human being yeah and i want to treat you as i would treat every other human being with respect and and decency yeah and there's the, the old adage of like treat people like you'd want to be treated yeah and obviously you want to be treated with like a, a certain modicum of respect and so you know same same thing david said in different words <laughs> but but essentially yeah it's just that's what we mean by honoring people really giving people respect and I, the the reason why uh, and kind of to to answer the question is ghosting acceptable and acceptable is well I think in the long term it really creates a detrimental impact on how we see other people how we behave mm. and in fact dealing with conflict head like head on is a way better um, method of breaking up or yeah. dealing with problems because if you walk away from a problem or if you don't like someone or there's something going on and you don't communicate it well then nothing gets changed nothing you don't grow from yeah. that experience you just move on to the next one and perhaps do the same thing again yeah, and it becomes more disposable again yeah so so that's um so that's one of the things uh and lastly uh, for our listeners here have you, have you been ghosted yeah I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> Sorry, I <laughs> yeah, so have, myself, you, have you have you been ghosted? Uh, let us know what were your experiences. Um, have you been a ghost? Yeah, you a habitual ghoster. Um, like we'd love to hear actually um, why. Like you know, was it how was it for you? If you if you're always ghosting, what is what, why do you do that? Like what's mm. going on for you? There's nothing wrong, nothing bad and wrong. Yeah, we're not going to call you out. We're not going to call the Ghostbusters <laughs> um, or anything like that. But we just you know just have interest. You know, we can start a conversation about it because it's something that is happening a lot with people around dating, especially, but even in 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 other aspects of of, of the world. So yeah, that's that's today's episode about why why and reasons why people go get ghosted as always thank you for listening we really appreciate like the effort you go through to listen to us and and we love recording these episodes and if you'd like to get in contact with us like obviously feel free um we've got an email address which is hello at authentic dating series.com and we also can be found in Instagram, Authentic Dating Series. And yeah, yeah, come, comment, talk. We've got some great pictures and we're really kind of putting in some work and putting some great content up on Instagram as well. Mm. Yeah, and see you guys next week. Cool, thank you. Ciao, ciao.